0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blessed be and welcome back to Charming, your regular podcast all about the CW reboot of Charmed. I'm Beth Elderkin and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you? you doing? Well, as of today, it has been an
1: entire month since I have been in my work or any other place other than buying food of any sort. So
0: I'm fine. this is fine. <laughs> yeah it is the it is the one month anniversary of social distancing. Do you feel? Do you feel more adjusted to it or do you feel more agitated by it?
1: Uh so I I don't know. I'm having a unique experience because I think as I mentioned, I don't remember if we I mentioned this on the podcast or not, but I very oddly uh this year made a career shift to health and safety. It's been it's been getting diving in with uh, both feet, I guess, cuz holy crap, so, uh, so when we first left work, it was fine because there wasn't like a lot for me to do. Because obviously, what's there to do? No one's at work. Uh, but now we're slowly trying to get like some essential people back in. Try to get some stuff off the ground, like very slowly, very, uh, whatever you know. What? So now my job is kicked into overgear, overtime, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, but I also still have a baby dragon. So there's that.
0: Also, (laughs) I see you have
1: purple hair. Oh, yes. I got this. I got this literally the, so I think it was Friday the 13th. And then the next day I went in and got my hair done. And it was like the last social thing I did. And she was like, do you want anything? I'm like, put purple in my hair. I don't even care. I'm never going back to work again for
0: the rest of my life. Color my hair. Who cares? (laughs) I must have hair must have been back in a ponytail. uh, Because I haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, it's just, like, one, like, I keep calling it, like, my edgy, like, my fun, cool mom color, because it's just, like, Mm. it's a little bit enough for me to hide it, but it's also purple. And as I've been rocking the platinum hair, it kind of blends a little bit, so it's not Mm. like a, because sometimes if I leave the purple shampoo on my hair, because you use purple shampoo to keep the yellow out of your hair, or the orange-yellow color from when you bleach it, uh, so sometimes if you leave that on there for a little too long, your hair's just purple anyway, so... Hasn't really been that big of a deal. Also, Ooh. usually I don't do color. I've been talking for a long time, but I usually don't do color because <laughs> jujitsu. I have to wash my hair constantly, and anyone mm. that has hair color that's crazy and fun knows that you're not supposed to wash it constantly.
0: That's very it just true. Runs right
1: down your runs right down your drain. So yeah,
0: I got rid of the wild color right before all the social distancing started, and let me tell you, I'm glad because the roots were getting bad, and they would have gotten worse. Oh, I did the wrong thing. Yeah, Oop. I uh, my
1: hair grows real fast. <laughs> So, uh,
0: Abby is now sideways. We have a sorry, video check. Oh, I got there it. she's fixed no. now. Everything's no. good. Obviously, thumbs up.
1: obviously <laughs> you guys can't see this, but uh, my hair grows really fast. So, this whole like bleaching my hair has always been a little dodgy. I'm now four weeks out, which is my hair- first last hair appointment was supposed to be on Saturday. So, we've moved into bad territory. So, mm. I'm about two weeks from uh, attacking my own hair with bleach. So, fingers crossed (laughs) how hard could it be i'm sure it won't fall out otherwise i think i would look okay bald
0: well in the meantime we've got i'm television (laughs) we've got some television to talk about we have season two episode 17 of charmed search party uh overall in my opinion anyway abby um a fun episode an enjoyable episode uh, until the last two minutes, in which case I wanted to die. Oh, uh, the whole
1: time. I don't even remember really what she was saying, but the whole time I was just thinking, she like went up to them and was like, I want a monologue. I don't care about what. It's fine. I just want whatever. Cause she just kept talking and it was like, obviously something weird's about to happen and I'm not on board because by the time she finished talking, I thought the reveal
0: was going to be, Hey, it's actually Jimmy. Which would have made no sense, because Jimmy's in the bottle. Jimmy's in the bottle, but, you know, stranger things have happened. But yes, we will get into that. But first, we got the rest of the episode to talk about. And Abby, we're going to start off a little bit with um, Macy doing a little, uh, doing a little breaking up is hard to do. It's really hard, because she can't do it. Yeah, she doesn't, she's like, she wants to break up
1: with him, but she doesn't, want to break up with them and also uh, lol she's bad at breaking up with people because you know science uh so she's doing her little speech on just like julian it's 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 tough that we have to break up because you know so many things about mono uh mononucleosis and they're like whoa time out english professor what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh so she's like i'm gonna give back the the jewelry and it's gonna be fine it just this isn't really what's gonna go on which is fine it's a choice she's gonna make she's I believe they, like, kind of call her on They're like, oh, because you have the feels for Harry? And she's like, no. I just don't have enough feels. Tetra. I (laughs) just have enough feels that I... I, This doesn't feel right. So I'm going to go totally break up with him. And it goes well, and she definitely does.
0: Wait. Oh, yes. You know, she... Yes, she totally breaks up with the billionaire who's sending her a car for the charity gala tonight. Yes, she goes to try to break up
1: with him, and he's busy doing busy things and yelling about lilies and... Uh, and she's just like, I, I I, got here early cause I just wanted to talk, which anybody in the world would know. This is not good. And then he's just like, don't worry. The car is coming for you for the gala. You're going to wear your dress. And she's like, oh yeah, I can't possibly break up with you before a gala. So it's fine. The end. <laughs> I
0: did like the the setting for this. And, you know, it's we're only going to get it in this episode because they probably only had the budget to get this large space for this amount of time. Um, but I liked the big room that Julian was in. I liked his big office. Um, I liked the big open area where they had the gala. Um, it was gala. Why am I calling it gala? It's, it's gay. It's happy, you guys. Everything is gay. Um, and, yeah, I... I'm just pointing it out. I like new sets because we get the same ones over and over again. I am so sick of safe space. I want it to go away forever. So whenever we get a new location, I like to point it out. Yeah, safe space is always really tight shots. And Mm -hmm. so it's nice when they
1: open it up. And it did. It did feel very refreshing uh, for these shots. And they also, I really, by the way, enjoyed, and we'll get to this, but I really enjoyed their Ocean Eleven, like, explaining the plan while cool stuff's happening. Um, I liked what was happening in this episode. Uh, but anyway, while she's trying to do this, she gets a phone call and they're like, hey, Mag, or hey, M- Macy, don't react when I tell you any of this information. She immediately reacts.
0: <laughs> yeah, she's like the lead of their spy plan, which is bad because she's horrible at spyness. She's uh, terrible. She's, she fucks up so much in this episode. She doesn't. She can't lie on
1: her feet. She... She's just not. She's not stealthy because she literally walks around with a wild look in her eyes constantly. It's like I'm just gonna go get you champagne. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. It's the. It, it's just been in my head, but it's the John ralphio thing from the end of Parks and Recreation. Don't be suspicious. Don't. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. <laughs> like that's what she is. That's her just wandering around, just hoping not to be suspicious. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, so Maggie calls with the shocking revelation that they gathered from Jordan grabbing the license plate and the dad just over there off screen, not even on phone, just non-existent, just in passing, gathered the license plate. What what what, what did we learn,
1: Abby? Oh, well, well, first of all, we learned that Jordan can remember like a lot of numbers all off the top of his head because I can barely remember standard Ohio license plates. Because I'll just get it screwed up in my head. But this one, I felt, was, like, really long. Seemed longer than a normal license plate. I don't know why. Anyway, not the point. (laughs) Uh, Sorry, it's been a month, guys. Uh, So, but it turns out it's registered to the Shea Corporation. Dun, dun, dun. er, Julian's a bad guy. Too many J names. Julian's a bad guy. Macy, don't react.
0: (gasps) Why not? What do we just tell you, Macy? God damn it. But I did find it like, I did find it a little weird that Maggie immediately jumped to the conclusion that it was Julian um i i'm glad that macy wasn't doing the traditional trope of it can't be him he's a good guy but it was kind of up to mel to be the voice of reason where it's like yes let's let's we don't know all the information that role is typically maggie's like mac for maggie to tell her over the phone yeah jordan's like fucking just like the worst villain ever i felt like i felt like she was jumping through a hoop that she normally doesn't do she normally has a lot more faith in people
1: yeah, she would have definitely been the, I don't know, maybe he doesn't know that it's happening. Or maybe it's something else. But, no, she's definitely like, it's, jo- it's Julian. Get out, girl. Run. She's like, I can't. I already bought a dress. So they decide to then invite Maggie along. Uh, because apparently Julian on- only thinks
0: she has one sister. Right? Um, yeah. Oh, and. and this- yeah. Random rant. Can I just say, I don't like that Jordan and Julian have names that start with Jay. I know, I keep screwing it up, and it's not fun. It was happening so many times this week, because both of them are big parts of this episode. Julian was fine. He's just the, the perfect boy toy guy with now the tragic backstory. Jordan, I liked him this episode. I was surprised. Yes, I didn't. I didn't dislike Jordan in this episode.
1: I'm not sure about how I feel about the hairstyle. I'll I go that got, far. I liked it. I, I was know. into it. I, I dug it. I like it. I've never been one for slick back hair. Like it's not a it's not a look I dig. Mm. So also because it just reminds me that like I couldn't do that. Like there was a whole trend in like friends where like Phoebe would do that with her hair. And I'm like, I feel like I'd touch my hair too much. Like I'd slick back my hair and it'd look great and sleek and then I'd just like scratch my head and it would just be sticking up like weird. Uh but anyway, no, I don't I'm not a not a big fan, but I also didn't hate it. He didn't he wasn't a um he wasn't a jerk this episode. He was a very good sidekick in this episode.
0: Yes, he was he was a good. He was a good officer in the charmed ones military. But yeah. he's not the only one who's brought into the fold this episode because the charmed ones they, they got a they got a surprise guest. Yeah, they they literally ask someone for a favor, she shows
1: up and then they shit on her for 20 minutes. It's nice. Uh they're like, "I know. I for the first time in 16 episodes cannot remember something off the top of my head. Mel is trying to make potions. She remembers that there's a potion she wants to make, but she can't remember what it is. So she has to text Abigail and Abigail shows up like a girlfriend fresh out of a breakup with all her baggage with her. And she's like, I live here now. Hey, (laughs) Hey girl. What's up? We're roomies now. She has so much luggage. Also, I feel like Abigail would
0: not have cream-colored luggage. Random note. And I don't think all of her luggage would match. I think she prides herself on being very eclectic and having things from so many different places. I think she'd want to show off, like, I got this one in Milan. I got this one in Paris. I got this one in Utah. She She gets around. She likes variety. She tried Utah for a day. Why also,
1: if someone, she ends up knowing, like, a, a spell that, like, transfers stuff from purse to purse, I feel like she would know the spell to make Hermione's beaded bag. Like, that just seems like, she'd be like, oh, this is all my stuff, it's in this attache, and by the way, it has everything I've ever owned in it. Anyway, she shows up, and she's like, yeah, I'm here to help you, and they're like, oh, God, so, I mean, thanks, but, ugh, eh, eh. But she does.
0: She decides to help, I guess, for reasons passing understanding. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's because they want to have her in the show. Now, when this happened, I seriously thought that they they were like, "Well, she's their new roommate," which they may very well do. But by the end of the episode, her stuff is gone, and who knows where the f she went to? But like, I was like, "Oh, so like that 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 nightmare that Macy had—that's happening." Okay,
1: <laughs> it slowly it starts. Like, all of, apparently, her prophecies were maybe, like, rooted in some sort of truth. Oh, uh, that'd be fun. Uh, yeah, so she shows up, and they're like, can we get your help? And Jordan's whole role of this episode is just to be the one that says stuff to move the plot forward. Mm-hmm. And so Jordan just stands there going, hey, isn't this going to be kind of an expensive gala? Aren't they probably going to be checking purses? Hmm. And they're like, oh, please. Watch this. And then just pff, turns everything into other things. And Jordan's like, Cool. Uh yeah. I feel like I Jordan's my- Go ahead. No, go ahead. Oh, no, no. I was just going to say it feels like Jordan's like slowly having a mental breakdown through like the last couple of episodes be like this okay. This is fine. I- I'll- I'll get it soon like his brain is going to like just start leaking out of his ears in like two episodes.
0: I found it really funny that this is the episode where the charmed ones decided to remember like 14 really good potions including some they've never used before but like They use one to, like, melt themselves into a wall. They use a spell to mimic their voices. They use one to, like, turn invisible. They use, like, they have, like, an arsenal of potions. And I'm just like, okay, great. Why haven't you been doing this the whole time? This is the magic. This is what I enjoy. Also, and we'll
1: get, I'm just going to say now, if you have a potion to let you, like, melt into a wall real quick, just look in. There's too many doors? Cool, I've got this potion. I'm just going to peek in the wall. Peek back out of the wall. Peek back in the wall. See if I can find some stuff. Because she's like, nope, there's too many doors. I don't have time to do this. It's not going to work. You have a wall melding skill. Can you just phase in and out of the walls? Is that a skill that we could... Anyway. Uh, yeah. magic so they magic doors. <laughs> oh, God. They're... So they, they, they set up this whole plan. Basically, they have magic two-way purse system. And Abigail and Mel are going to sit at home making potions and just transferring them as fast as they can. And then Maggie, Jordan, Macy, and Julian will be at this little party thing. Well, Julian's not part of this, but they're going to go to this party gala thing and sneak around because Maggie has had a prophetic vision that Harry is downstairs in the sub-basement three. There's a lot of basement talk in this whole, like, series, like, Mm-hmm. Oh, like they dig deep into the ground in this hole. like Seattle is 14 sub floors down.
0: Like, I remember the first time Julian appeared and even then he talked about basements because he wanted to create underground garden systems because climate change was screwing up the planet. So he's like, we'll grow stuff underground. And you and I talked forever about how that would not be feasible. Well, Beth, that's because all of us are idiots. But no, what I was going to say is I actually thought that was going to be a plot point. And I feel like since they're so obsessed with basements, why didn't they just like, they kind of introduced this cool thing of like making these underground gardens. Why couldn't they do that and have that be like a public mask for their actual nefarious projects? And Macy could have been working on the project and then come across some problems. I have so many ideas on how to make the season Way better. Because it's starting to come together. And some of the pieces I like. But some of the pieces I'm just like, this is just dumb television. So, but but wouldn't that be what actually happened though? He wants to build basements
1: because he built basements in this thing. So it's just like, hey, we're building basements for what? Um, We're growing a lot of basil. Definitely not holding magical creatures. Definitely just growing a lot of basil and maybe some weed in the corner. Like a small space. But mostly basil. And the weed
0: thing. No, it just sounds like he's. It sounds like he knows something about the magic stuff in the basements. But like, I, I just wanted a good, plausible cover. I was this is a cover because to do a cover, it's still need to get permits and have something public facing. But they don't have anything public facing. It's all just secret government style basements with people yeah, with that's the unlimited funds. Like, so they're
1: looking at the they're looking at the maps, and my favorite is that, that they can read these maps, like someone knows how to do it. I don't know if you ever looked at blueprints, they're nonsense. Uh you need a degree to look at them, but it's one of those they're like, Oh, all of the floors are listed except for sub basement three. Like, it's just like how are you building an entire third floor that no one knows about? Are you using secret nefarious contractors I want to I want to watch an entire show like it's kind of like a oh what's the movie called like the Sunshine Group or the Sunshine Club or something, where these two girls just start cleaning up dead body scenes like they find out there's a market for it like I just want to learn about this like a startup who just does nefarious contracting work okay we're building a secret third subfloor we have to do it within budget we can't tell anybody about it and they'll pay us an extra 15
0: grand yes yeah <laughs> and then hijinks ensue. Oh no! See, I actually kind of like this this idea. This is okay. We got no one listened to it because it's our big project. Now exactly. we got, we're gonna unlearn, make it happen. Un, just Men yeah. in Black. Psh, you all forgot yeah. it. Nice. We're gonna we're gonna call some people. We're gonna make our contacts. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we've got our big dun dun, dun 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 dun. We've got our big Mission Impossible. Ocean's Eleven plan going on. We even get the montage beforehand where they're spilling out all the plans. And I, I didn't like... I had issues with this because it just kind of put Macy at the forefront when I feel like this should have been Mel. Like, there's so many times in this episode where Macy is doing things that the other characters would normally do. And I feel like this episode was just kind of a little bit too Macy heavy in a way that I... Kind of got bothered by a little bit. Yeah, I... Uh, it had a little bit of, of Phoebe Syndrome to me.
1: Yeah, so first of all, it. I don't know if this has occurred to me before, because I, I forget if I've rambled about this before, but it feels like the person that should be making potions is Macy. Like Yeah. The, like, there should have been, like, a, hey, I don't want to use any of my powers, because I don't want to be a demon, or, like, I don't want to use my demon side, I don't want to... Like, use my witch side because it's influenced by my demon side. I'll just make potions. There's no actual, like, there's no, not actual magic. There's no using of my powers. But I'm using magic and I understand science, so I should be able to understand that I should be able to put in some sort of real-world application to the way these spells are working. Because we don't get that with Mel. Mel is just like, well, we need five eye of newt. Here they are. Ta-da! Now we can all phase through walls. Hooray! Um... So I don't know. That that's that struck me on this episode that Macy should have been the one at home, like making the potions. Obviously, that wouldn't have made sense. But, um, yeah, she just because again, yeah, she her character is not built to be a spy. So it's just one of those. Oh, it's so fine. Dun, dun, like she literally at one point like looks back. Don't look, man. <laughs> you're just supposed to like leave, leave because you're supposed to be going somewhere. Whatever.
0: Uh, it, I remember early on in the series, I, you know, there's always the fear that there's going to be one character, especially in female led shows. This is kind of a bad trope that keeps being visited where one female character for, for whatever reason is propped above the others with friends. It was Rachel with the original charmed. It was Phoebe. And with this one, I originally thought it was going to be Maggie because Maggie was very much. I feel like she's. Probably the I feel like she's the best actress in terms of getting her character. Um, But it turns out there it's Macy like out of the three of them, they keep propping Macy up above the other ones. And this was the one where I really felt it started coming to a head. It didn't take away from my enjoyment of the episode in whole. But it was something I was pointing out to myself of like, oh, this is a thing that Maggie would be doing. This is a thing that Mel should be doing. But instead, Macy's getting to do all these things. And it's kind of felt like a little bit like a one woman show where they were her backup dancers. And I mean, that's just how the whole season's been. Like, I think
1: honestly, in the first season, yeah, that's what they were doing. They were propping up Maggie to be the lead, like the lead sister, where it's like, yeah, she's the youngest, but look, she's going to be, she's the empath. So she's going to get into the fun stuff. She's going to try to rush a sorority. She's got the young, cute boyfriend who clearly plays in a band. She's got all that stuff, while the other two were dealing with adult quote-unquote problems. I'm doing big air quotes here. Um, but this one, they shifted away from that and kind of gave Maggie some sort of like chip-on-the-shoulder younger, young, kid-sister storyline, and they're giving Macy two super hot boyfriends to choose from and also this great story about her magic and what she's going to do and now she gets to be a super spy soldier person and it, yeah I I get what you mean like it just season one feels like they started propping up Maggie and then they decided to prop up Macy in this one so it feels unbalanced
0: yeah and I don't like the idea of any of them being propped up more than the others uh, and, no. and I while season one did it to its own extent. I feel like this one is doing it so much. Mel has nothing. Mel has no, they, no they, story. No. No. This is, this is,
1: I don't know. They, they didn't ever really completely do it in the original Charmed. How uh, about said Rose McGowan? Uh, Paige always has stuff to do and she's always sort of doing her own thing and has her, had her own unique style and all their own stuff. Piper always had her Leo head of the house stuff going on with the children and everything and then there was the Phoebe show going on. So it it was it was unbalanced but it wasn't so unbalanced that one was almost ready to be written out of the show because right now you could almost pull Mel out and just aw- awkwardly put Ma- Abigail in her place.
0: Mhm.
1: So which is very unfortunate
0: and very possible.
1: <laughs> well because they keep pairing them together and unfortunately the like, Maggie's, or Mel's character is not as strong. The actress is unfortunately not as strong. And then you put her against somebody who, like, with Abigail, where it's this this big character. A very big, very, like, she's got an accent. She's got a backstory. She's got a she's got a whole thing. Like, very dynamic. And you've got someone who you ha- haven't even flushed out. It's so much more noticeable when you put them together. And you got that in this episode. Because they sat there making potions. Abigail is helping Mel. And then Mel just continuously shits on her. For no reason, like in a very unmel way, to being like, oh well, why are you like this? Da, 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 da. And then Abigail says two sentences about how her mom kind of sucked, and it was, oh, you're right. Sometimes moms do suck. My
0: mom sucked too. Mm. <laughs> like
1: it was such a weird dynamic.
0: Yeah, why don't we actually take a step back and talk about their tiny little side quest because, to be honest, it barely means a goddamn thing and also included a little bit of more sexual tension, Nice. Like, (laughs) what? I felt it, too. I was like, ooh. Mm. Okay. (laughs) No. Like. (laughs) I mean, neither neither of us want it, but also we kind of do. Do we? No. No, No. we don't. You're just like, wow, I hate (laughs) this.
1: But why am I turned
0: on? (laughs) that's the perfect explanation so yes they have a little bit of a side quest because they have to go get a magic detector and so they do that they
1: go and they go to uh, abigail's house and it's being ransacked by a bunch of oh what did she call them oh no um what kind of demons were they um
0: to be be honest i don't think it matters they looked like they look like old school charmed demons with like the long hair and like the biker clothes and they're throwing axes. And I was like, oh, okay, this is really kind of <sighs> silly. And I'm this I'm is kind of here for it. <laughs> Yet another time that I'm trying to remember
1: what it is, I'm remembering trying to remember a very specific word, and I remember I feel like it started with a V. So now I'm just like, it's not Velociraptor and it's not Vassar boy, why are those the only V words I'm thinking of? So she calls them something kind of demons and just basically being like, they're just brutes. So basically if Godric shows up with these guys, they're screwed. And then they end up getting trapped in a closet. Uh (laughs) No. They get trapped in a closet. And then they have their conversation about how moms kind of suck sometimes. Like, oh, your mom um, completely threw you out on your ass and was a complete bitch to you. I understand. My mom sucked also. She bound our powers to keep us safe. And she also had an affair that she ha- she didn't tell us about. Because why would she? It's her own personal life. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> You're right. We're basically the same person. And then they burst out of the closet. There's a, there's a big flash of light. And then they leave. And they talk in front of the demon. So the demons now know who it was. And then they leave. But they didn't. I wanted Abigail to go back for an axe. There were axes in the walls. Just grab the axe and go. That would have been such... Be like, oh, could you take it down and take it with her? Because Abigail with an axe?
0: I'm here for that. I want that storyline. <laughs> I think this was probably my favorite terrible moment of the episode. Like a good terrible. When they when they brighten the light and the guys just go, Ah, my eyes. I'm blinded. Like these poor actors god god bless them they tried they tried so hard this was the most
1: charmed moment of the episode that's what i want i want terrible special effects and terrible actors to receive them
0: Ah, my eyes my eyes yeah it's i thought there were more than two guys in the house i thought there were like six there were (laughs) like where are the other guys
1: I don't know. They were getting juice. I hope they come back up. What's going on? I can't see anything. The closet door has burst open and now I'm blind. Open your eyes, Derek. Oh, shit. (laughs) I can't see. I'm cured.
0: So, yeah. So, then they get out and they're fine. Hooray! Well, back at the party, we get the very sexy, slow music montage where they head inside. And um, Macy has an outfit on that is very decidedly un-Macy in a way that made me uncomfortable. Like, because Maggie Maggie had an outfit that I felt worked for her, but it did kind of feel a little bit more Macy. But the gloves were very Maggie. Like, the big, the big opera gloves. I was like, okay, that is definitely Maggie. I love me some opera gloves. And Jordan looked good. I don't care what you say. I liked the hair. I'm, I'm into it. But Macy, like, did Julian send her this dress? Or did she have it already? I think she picked this out. Oh, my so God. I, I, again, I feel
1: like this is, I definitely get the, uh, speaking of OG Charmed, I definitely get the Phoebe syndrome of this one because I feel like this is, I don't know. They, they they just went from such a, a difference between season one and season two of being like, in season one, Macy was wearing like very conservative clothing. At certain points, she was wearing long sleeves with shoulder pads. Like it was, it was decidedly different than the other two. And now she's wearing like much, much sexier stuff and much more, um much more revealing stuff and much more out of character stuff for her and doing a lot. I don't know. It doesn't fit for the image I had of Macy even if she was wearing something a little bit more I could see her trying to be sexier but in like a different kind of dress if that makes sense. See, this wasn't
0: like, a sexy dress. This was a goofy dress. It I was don't know. it was full of these just tacky paste-on jewels all around the the neckline and and then it had the low back which was nice, but then it had a giant bow in the back. This giant ass bow, and I'm, and I was like, this is garbage. This dress is. I could see Maggie in this dress because Maggie can pull off garbage. Macy cannot pull off garbage. She's supposed to be classier than that. Yeah, I just feel like this was a weird
1: choice all around. Like, I, I just, I don't like the wardrobe choices. They, they keep making really, and she's a beautiful woman. I mean, nothing's wrong with any of that. It's just it, as a character, it was one thing, and now we're we're doing this, it, it, whatever. But anyway, then now she's like wandering around with her giant bow back, just being like, "I'm a spy. No one will find me."
0: <laughs> <laughs> also, apparently, Julian has eyes on her. Oh yeah, there's there's some weird moments that happen in this episode that I think are meant to make us feel suspicious of him, like we're not sure what's going on with him, but. They come out of nowhere so much, you kind of have to wonder, was he doing this the whole time? And the answer is no, because the writers weren't writing it for him previously. They're just doing it now for the sake of the plot and tension.
1: And or they're just doing these random thing write-up things like they do with Jordan's lines where it's one of those things where you go, is this guy an asshole? But then like there's redeemable moments when you're just like, no, they just don't know how to write a guy who's, uh, got an edge to him without being an asshole. Like there is, there's an a guy that's like gruffy and has a has a mood or anything, who's not an asshole to women. And that's how Jordan was when we was first introduced. And now they're kind of turning that with Julian, where it's like, well, if he's not falling at her feet, he's gonna be asking to make sure that everyone's got his eye their eyes on her. Anyway. Um she goes down and they're like looking for but then she comes back up because there's too many doors and she couldn't possibly look at all of them. And she doesn't know what to do because he catches her in the elevator. So she does the only logical thing. She fails. She collapses.
0: Oh, no. I, I mean, sure. it's a good plan. It works. But yeah, like this whole thing of her going downstairs by herself to investigate was just, she did such a bad job. She's just so bad. And meanwhile, Maggie and Jordan are trying their damnedest to, to distract, to protect Macy so she can go downstairs. But I feel like someone else should have gone downstairs. Like Macy should have been the one. Who was on the floor keeping Julian distracted? Send Jordan downstairs. He's in the military. This is what he does for a living. Take Mel with you with a cloaking spell. (laughs) She didn't need to be Oh my god. Are you (laughs) saying like Mel needs to put herself in the in the back? (laughs) She pops out. I'm here. No, like it's just
1: it's just Mel, but she's got a camel back and it's just full of the cloaking spell that makes her invisible and just she just keeps drinking from it so she never becomes uninvisible. They can make gallons of the stuff, I assume. And then she goes and she goes investigating. And then Abigail can be feeding things through the purse. And there's a whole theory here, but that could be working. But no, they send down Macy, the world's worst 007. And so then she ends up in this, in the loft, I guess. I don't know, whatever. And she's like, yeah, I get cluster headaches. It's fine. And then jo- uh, Jordan, Julian, God, I'm going to do it. It's like, I'm already stumbling over all the girls' names. Now I'm going to do it over these guys. Anyway, uh, Julian gives his tragic backstory. There's more detail to his tragic car accident story. And I, yeah, I, I think I've told you this before. One of the things that changed when I became a mother was I can't deal with children in trauma or any sort of deal like this. Oh, so the no. whole time I'm just like, I hate all of this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he expands a little bit where he wasn't alone. He had his sister with him. Rosemary. Rosemary. Which we haven't met a character named Rosemary, right? No, we haven't, but seems a little on the nose if you ask me. It what how so? I don't know.
1: Rosemary's just related to rose like to, to me and and pop culture wise rosemary rosemary's baby the devil's child the whatever oh like, i didn't even think of that that that's where my ran i was like whenever you say rosemary it always has to be tied like you can't get away from it so if you're going to do this whole thing where it's this tragic backstory that might be making him evil and it's rosemary i mean just i don't know just be like no it was my son it was my it was my brother what was his name salem it's, ah! like <laughs>
0: Anyway. Yeah, so like so he had a sister who was also in the car accident and she got thrown from the car and she was alive, but clearly at death's door, and a white lighter showed up. A white lighter who stared for a really long oh, time. Like a demon. <laughs> you know, he gave like this weird evil face. But maybe that's just how maybe this is like we're seeing it from Julian's perspective. Like when he saw the guy, the guy was like Duh-dum. And he goes to heal the witches who were in the car accident, and then they poof they poof away, and the girl is left to die, which is kind of shitty, but also kind of par for the course. It's just like I get this, I feel this, I think this is a very interesting thing. That said, uh, hashtag it's been done. Look at Captain America: Civil War. Like this isn't exactly like a super original thing, and. I feel like if they were trying to go the route of normal people feel victimized by by people in power, cough cough the boys on Amazon, um, I think they would have needed to like introduce this earlier. Like right now, there is no freaking idea what the faction is, or what it's trying to do. They they've thrown out no. every single possible option and none of no. them work.
1: And at one point, Vivian is being like, this power has been kept from humans. It hasn't been kept from humans. You just don't have it. Like, there's there's a difference between it being... And maybe that's part of her whole evil genius backstory, whatever. That's whatever. But, yeah, there there's this weird, like, thing that they've been building in the background of, like, humans who are mad that magic exists, but they know that it exists, to the point that they can infiltrate different realms and different kinds of magic... To trap them and to, to to steal their magic and stuff, I would assume that there's a, a a more of a world that knows about this stuff. Um, but yeah, I. But to back to your point about the the car accident, yeah, is it shitty thing that happened? Definitely. because uh, what white lighter
0: is leaving children to die? Who are these white lighters? Uh, yeah, isn't it that all the evils taken out of them? I don't yeah. see them. Yeah, this. Uh, granted, white lighters, elders, they're kind of dicks sometimes. But I, I just, it's hard to, it's hard to quantify. Because right now, over the course of one season, we've got Jordan, whose ancestors hated witches and he distrusts magic. And he's having to overcome it. We've got julian who now has this tragic backstory of being wronged by magic and possibly resentful of it or possibly wanting to control it who the hell knows and then we've got vivian who's like we need the power they've had the power now we need the power and and then you have other people who are like we're part of this cool group that just wants to be cool with magic, like they they they're throwing out every single trope, and they're not fixing on one, which is all they need right now. They just need all of these humans to come to a single point.
1: Yeah, I, I this is this is a weird season two choice because honestly, I, it was nice with the first season where it was just sort of uh they're learning about their powers and we're slowly ramping up, and random things keep happening because. They don't know about the magical world. Anything could be happening. But now it's, there's this big greater plan, but then there's a greater plan within the greater plan, but also this sub plan. It's too much, it's too much random world building that's not being fleshed out. You cannot build a world if you're not going to explain it to us. I mm-hmm. I can't fill in the gaps on my own. We you If anyone's listening to this podcast, you know that anytime I fill in the gaps, it's with wrong stuff. So you can't trust <laughs> me to do this.
0: Yeah. I think these are all interesting ideas in theory, but they needed to pick one and they need to develop it better. Right now they have like four or five different ones involving humans and their relationship with magic. If you pick one, expand on it. Then you can build on it in the next season and then call back to what you've built on before. Yeah. call like, Back to your foundation.
1: Who are these people that are investing in this? Cause they clearly know what they're doing. Why are they involved? What have How have they been wronged? Who were they wronged by? Was it also witches or was it demons or was it a different part of the community? That's what I want to know. Because again, beginning of the season, we were told they would not be focusing on the sisterhood, which we have bitched about endlessly, but they would be focusing on the magical world. This is not focusing on the magical world. This is destroying the magical world. They literally, at one point, doesn't Macy kill a guy? Like, it's... <laughs> like, not on purpose, obviously, but it's still it's just one of those... There's been genocide of a whole, like, sacred realms and stuff. The elders are all dead. Whatever. So during this whole thing, they finally all get downstairs. They have a weird sidestepping of the Me Too movement where it's, well, we ha- someone has to go kiss Aunt Vivian. I don't want to do that. What if I just lick a glass that she spit on? That probably works. And then they end up downstairs. And then they're trying to a control room. And, again, everyone does amazing things with their powers. Maggie can remember a six-digit pin from, like, a brief memory that she's had. Jordan's remembering things. And then Mel is now in this episode not being able to remember one single thing. Whatever. Anyway. (laughs) So, so whatever. Uh, They end up downstairs, and they find Harry. He's been frozen in carbonite, and they need to break him free, and it gets really in the weeds with explaining why they can't do this. It's like, no, because it's it's pressurized. She says it like three times. It's pressurized. If I do this, it'll explode. It's pressurized. If it do
0: this, it'll explode. He won't die, right? Well, they've established that some he can't be killed by his dark lighter, but other people and circumstances can kill him. It's, okay, okay. It's a lovely dance around. I still think it's really stupid, but they're they've tried to explain that the best they can. That said, none of this really needed to happen and the only reason that it happened is so we could have that ticking ticking bomb and we could have that stupid bomb of a reveal at the end. Yeah, so basically then they're yeah, they, they trying to do all this
1: stuff, they've locked them out, they, they blah 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 blah, and then it's a uh-oh. And then it's a, Mel gets a text message that just says, catch. It's like, oh my god, look at this, probably, <laughs> And they throw the cryogenic chiro- um thing that Harry's in at them through a portal and they save Harry. Oh, well, they save they-, they get him out and he's alive. Put it that way. And then it's like, yay! Hey Macy, when someone's coming out of a coma or out of a freeze, we maybe don't need to dump all of the information we have in the universe on them. Maybe let's ask them if they need a drink. Maybe if they need to pee or something. I don't know. (laughs) Okay. Are we talking about the final scene right now? I mean, we can because basically that's just what it leads to. It's, they, they, we'll just get there. They unfreeze him and they're like, oh, thank God he's alive. And then they send him upstairs with Macy. But like Abigail, Maggie, and uh, Mel all go downstairs to have a beer. And Jordan's there and it's cute. Nothing happens other than there's a little bit of a, oh, their friendship could turn into something more, obviously. And also Abigail has skipped out again. So she's not a roommate quite yet. Not yet, but it Cut could be. to
0: monologue time. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> preface that by cut to room full of romantic glowing candlelight for no reason because the attic has electricity. What is, did, did Macy just like, she did. She like practice this this monologue in the mirror as Harry was passed out because she had to light all those candles. She knew the moment he was gonna wake up. She's just like, I'm gonna fucking tell him. I'm doing I it. Hate the, I hate when
1: TV does this. TV shows do this all the time. And the one that makes me think about that is the the episode of Friends where Monica proposes to Chandler, and mm. they open up the apartment, and there's a bajillion and one candles no way by the time she got to lighting the last candle that the other candle wasn't burnt out because it was done burning. Like, <laughs> that's too many candles. You couldn't breathe in that room. You'd all be dead. So, like, how long was Harry out? Where did we get all these candles? Perhaps we needed to save these candles because they were summoning candles. Is Macy letting a bunch of random demons out? This happened the last time you let off a run- bunch of random cables or candles. Anyway, that's enough of me ranting. Beth,
0: let's talk about Macy and whatever speech that was. <laughs> So we get the very common storytelling trope. One of the, in my opinion, one of the laziest tension builder, cliffhanger things that you can do where one character monologues at somebody else and every time they try to speak, they go, no, no, let me finish. I hate this. I hate this trope. I can't enjoy the scene because I know it's going to go bad. Like, this is the whole point of this. is It's going to go bad. So Macy is telling Harry how she feels. And, you know, I liked the monologue. I thought what she was saying was very lovely. She's saying beautiful things. And this she can act. She's a very good actress. But I couldn't enjoy a word of it. Because I knew it was going to go bad. And go bad it did. Not in the way I thought it was going to. But in oh much worse way. No, because the show went,
1: here's one trope. You know what we're going to do? We're going to give you a second
0: trope that makes you want to die. <laughs> so the whole time... When I was watching it and Abby, you said you thought you thought we're thinking the same thing. I thought that the big twist was going to be this was Jimmy. Now, it raises the question of how did Jimmy get out of the bottle? Where is Harry? You know what? This is a dumb show. We can figure it out later. sure they'll explain it. (laughs) But that's not what we get. Oh, no. This is Harry. But is it? Because Harry, Harry, I mean, Harry has amnesia.
1: Duh, yeah. duh, dud. Oh anyway, my. join us next week on Once Upon a Timing, where we discuss <laughs> other amnesia situations <laughs> and how Rapunzel's going to, er how Rapunzel's going to get us out of this one this time. Oh my god. Ooh. It's just like, and then suddenly, charm turned into... A soap opera, dun dun dun. I I hope I one was, of them needs brain surgery, and it turns out not to be him. But I was about to say an evil twin, but there's already an evil twin. Is this a soap opera?
0: <laughs> Did they trick me into watching a soap opera? Oh my god, Abby, I was so mad. I <laughs> so my mad. face fell to the ground. My soul left my body. I am a husk that is sitting here (laughs) spouting words that mean nothing because life has ceased to function. (laughs) And I've also killed Abby with laughter. I've done it! I, just, I I like the idea that we are just so exhausted by this entire
1: quarantine, and this happens, and we are just seething with rage. <laughs> it's like, no, no that's
0: this. it. <laughs> I'm done. I've You've been handling the this line. All pretty well.
1: <laughs> and then I had to hear, "Well, you're a very pretty girl, but who, pray tell,
0: my dear, are you?" <laughs> who I, I? can remember is a this. Bit? <laughs> I like, I, as I said earlier overall I, I i liked this episode just fine. I enjoyed parts of it. There were some great music choices. I thought some of the artists they got were fantastic the The music they were playing during the final montage before the monologue I liked it a lot like I like the music cues on this one this felt yeah. this felt good this
1: felt see and I liked the camera work of this one. I was with you mm-hmm. I really enjoyed this episode until literally the last fourteen words. <laughs> I'm so i got
0: i just i couldn't figure out what what to do with it i would have much preferred a good episode where we could just nitpick the little shit but no instead we end on freaking amnesia we end on that and i don't know what to do so and i'm stuck at home and i can't escape <laughs> What are we it's doing? Opening her window, screaming from the fire escape. Now,
1: there's no escape. Charmed in amnesia, guys. So, Why? so, so here's my theory. So they cut to randomly. They cut to Vivian like looking up at a like random purple thing. So I'm wondering mm. if they just summoned everything out of Harry. Like he doesn't have amnesia so much. They've they've much like you have sucked his soul from his body, and we are looking a husk of a man. Although they've only sucked half of his soul because the other half is in a bottle with smoke (gasps) in it. It's very confusing. Harry's spread very
0: thin right now. Okay, okay, okay. I've got a theory. I think this is actually... I very well think this could happen. They're going to put the dark lighter soul back in Harry's body... Like the dark lighter essence, no, no, I put was waiting, it back I thought in I, him. you you had like an ellipses and I was waiting for the rest of the sentence, but that doesn't oh, yeah. sense. Yeah, so they're gonna do that and then and then he's going to suck out the the hairy essence from the lab or wherever it ends up in. and then he's gonna be a whole person again and we're gonna get we're gonna get Jimmy back, but Jimmy's going to be in Harry's body. That's what I think is gonna happen.
1: okay. I kind of like the idea that it wouldn't because if they don't do it with magic and now we're just like getting way hoarse way in front of the carriage here but if they do that I would like the idea that since they don't use magic properly that they wouldn't mesh so it would just be two people living in the same person so then it turns like into a small episode of split where it's just like him fighting with himself it's like don't tell Patricia Patricia's not here right now like it's just something like that and then they have to figure out how to meld them while he's inside of him and like He's off making hijinks, but trying to stop himself like stuff like that. But yeah, that makes sense. That makes a, a lot of sense. Will they get there in two episodes? Doubtful. <laughs> Although that's not true. They might get there in the next half an episode and just take us somewhere completely different by the end of it.
0: So I do want to close out with my final thought on why this whole final thing really upset me? Um, apart from the fact that it just was absolute garbage it's because when you're when you're an audience of a show and you're emotionally invested in the characters and there's a big, big thing that they're going through, you want to have that fulfillment. You want to see it come to fruition. And for us, for better or worse, that big one is the will they or won't they between Macy and Harry. And... Yeah, you can play fake out all you want. Okay, show that's fine. I don't like it, but that's fine. But when you have a long romantic monologue where your character is confessing their feelings and only to have it return with just a complete blank wall. Yeah. In every way. Because this person this person has amnesia, they have no idea who they are. It's, in my opinion, it felt like just kind of a real slap in the face to me as a viewer of the show. You know, I'm invested in the relationship they're they're developing yeah. as a viewer. And to have that happen just felt like a betrayal of my trust. Yeah, because it, it also, it's
1: also really cheap to have, mm-hmm. like, Somebody do something like that where Macy is literally laying it all bare. I will say the one thing that I wish she would have added in there is the 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 hiccup there where it seemed like she was in love with the dark lighter. Like, there's a way to to, to put that in there that would have also added to that speech. And I thought that that would have made it a little bit more whole. So mm-hmm. there's that. Uh, but it, it is really just... It is cheap, and it is not fair, because Macy is now not getting that reaction, and she's just done something wildly character, like, you've changed her character, you've now morphed it, and you've given her this great thing where she's laid it all bare, and now we just have to completely turn it with a new crisis. Where, that's not fair. That's not fair to her, it's Mm -hmm. not fair to Harry, either, who's been waiting for this, and now he can't hear it, but now it'll be a, he goes back, and it'll be like, I remember everything from when I had Indonesia. It's not fair. It's not fair. Cause then it's going to be another unbalanced moment. And I I just never like the, you know, I'm going to choose now to tell you all my feelings only for it to be ripped away. Cause it's the same thing for me the whole time. I'm just like, it's Jimmy. I don't remember what she said. I remember one part of the monologue and it was just the, yeah, I put up all these walls and you melted them. And I rolled my eyes so hard. I thought I went blind. <laughs> I did not like her <laughs> monologue
0: by the way. Uh, but I. I mean, I it, just I, I wanted to like it. I know. I wanted to I, savor it, but the whole time I knew that things bad were gonna happen, so I didn't get to absorb it. So maybe if I had absorbed it, I would have recognized it wasn't that good. But it's almost better not having listened to it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like what could have been?
1: See, like I, the like fantasy version a, is better. <laughs> but you're the same. It's the same thing. Like the whole time, I was not even listening. I was just waiting for the other shoe to drop. Now, what would have been great, what would have been amazing is for this to have not happened and for it to just been like, yes, this is great, end scene. But then it's just like, oh, okay, so now they had the whole week before we did this, had the week, and then now something's going to spruce from that. Because obviously Vivian thinks something else. I don't know what this amnesia thing has to do with anything. I don't know if it's going to mean anything. I hope they surprise me. I don't think they will, but... (laughs) We could have ended this nicely. This is not Game of Thrones. This is not Westworld. We do not have to end with some sort of <gasps> jaw-dropping end of an episode every single time. We're going to be back next week. It's not like if they should be been like, Harry, I love you so much. She'd be like, I'm so happy. This is so great. Because she still hasn't broken up with Julian. Jordan and Maggie are still whatever. Mel and Abigail and whatever else is still happening. The show still has plot. The plot is not Maggie and Harry, and it drives me
0: bonkers. You mean Macy and Harry what it's did definitely I say? not Ma- it's definitely not Maggie and Harry at least not yet.
1: Listen, maybe <laughs> who knows at this point, who cares? I want to see it i want just I want them to all be in love with Harry because you know he's got that vibe because who's not. <laughs>
0: All right, guys. Well, that was season two, episode 17, Search Party. And I believe we have two more episodes that we will be able to see before. I think it's like we're only not getting the season finale. That's what I heard, right? Yeah, something like that.
1: And and luckily, I think they're all in the next two weeks. So it's not like they're going to put a 14-week break in the middle of a couple of the episodes, which is nice we'll see i mean cw is full of surprises so i guess we're gonna find out i feel like i saw someone post the the schedule so i think it's the next two weeks fingers crossed
0: get us through this quarantine (laughs) all right guys well you can subscribe to us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts you can join our facebook group that is facebook.com slash group slash charming podcast you can follow us on twitter at charming pod i am at beth elderkin i am at just underscore abby and we will be back next week with duh, 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 episode eighteen, which I believe is the episode that Rupert Evans directed. Woohoo! Which I think is funny.
1: By the way, you pointed out the last episode where you're like, "Oh yeah, he's he's stepping away so he can like gear up to to, re- to direct," but now he's like back. So like <laughs> in a whole episode that he just wasn't in, he it wasn't the one he was directing maybe i'll have to double check but i'm pretty sure it's the next one i'm pretty sure no, no episode and 18, i believe yeah. you i just think it's funny where it's just like there's a whole episode he's not in that would have been the perfect one for him to be in he had one line and it was well it was the only line that just destroyed the episode for you but it was the <laughs> one line he had uh because yeah he literally said nothing else the whole episode don't worry he'd
0: still get residuals for that everybody um Heck yeah go so, ahead. Yeah, so i'm excited Woohoo! all right and uh we will be back Next time, and Abby, blessed be. Blessed be Beth.